Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 12 Days of Dishmas by Dish Island. I'm Tegan Higginbotham. I'm here with Paul Verhoeven. And Paul, who do we have on the show today? Well, today's guest is one of Australia and New Zealand's most loved comedians. You may have seen her on Thank God You're Here, Have You Been Paying Attention, Whose Line Is It Anyway, or The Project. You might have heard her on Troll Play, The Guilty Feminist, or The Moth, or you might simply recognise her for having the best hair in the biz. It's Cal Wilson, and she also happens to be a very handy arts and crafter. So stop buying presents this very second, put them down, and make way for the VIP of DIY. Cal Wilson is on the island. Cal, welcome to Dish Island. I'm so excited to have you here. We have worked together so many, many times over the years, and there's one thing I don't think I've ever really chatted with you about, and that is food. Are you a fan of food? I am. I try and have some every day. (laughs) (laughs) What? I know. I mean, you could say I'm addicted, but I do. I just don't think your day goes right if you don't have something to eat. Yeah, look, that's fair enough. It's contentious, but we'll roll with it. The follow-up question, the natural follow-up question, which I don't think I need to ask because I'm pretty sure I can guess this. Are you also a fan of Christmas? I am a massive fan of Christmas. I really love its work. I'm all about it. They've been doing good stuff. You'll review very kindly. So when you think about Christmas, what gets conjured up in your head? Because everyone's got a kind of different image of what Christmas looks like. Like, what is what does a Cal Wilson Christmas look like? Well, it's changed. Like, you know, I had a kid. Once you have a kid, it really changes because you are suddenly the person who falls asleep after lunch, <laughs> after having stayed up most of the night trying to organise the presents. Right. Yeah, for us, it's about, uh, it's about putting the Christmas tree up at the beginning of December. One year it's Stayed up till April. Nice. Um, just, just sheer laziness, and you know the the <laughs> thought of having to get the Christmas tree box out of the attic and put the Christmas tree back in it, and then put it back in the attic it was just too much. So it's it stayed up for a very long time. But it's um yeah it's it's um there's lots of food, there's lots of treats, there's lots of um uh, lots of little presents that I've found over the months and squirreled away. This is one of the things I was really excited to chat with you about because I know that you're a passionate craft. Wizard? I don't know. What what is one who does craft? Is there a general... I don't know. A crafter, I guess. But really, I'm a hot gluer. Like, I'm not a sewer or a sculptor or anything. My my skill (laughs) comes in gluing shiny things to other shiny things. But this is a very handy, very handy skill coming up to Christmas. I mean, it's all about the shiny things. But also, I think, you know, this year I am in particular feeling the crunch of buying presents for people. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I think maybe I'm just going to see more people this year, which is actually probably exactly what it is and going, oh, God, what's a reasonable budget, you know, for that person in the office and and. And I think that making stuff and DIYing 
is really the path to go down. Do you lean in at Christmas? Do you DIY your Christmas? So for some people I do. Or last year I went on a real um I I found some plain wreaths in a two dollar shop. They went to dollars, but I found all these big wreaths and so I decorated them firstly for us, but then for a neighbour, and then another neighbour wanted one, and then another neighbour wanted one. So last year was all about wreaths, uh, and this year is about wreaths, but they're half the size because I haven't been able to find any big ones. But I do, <laughs> I, I love making, decorating the wreaths because it feels like I'm doing something for Christmas that I'm also enjoying, and it's letting me ignore the fact I've done no other preparation. It feels like you may have gotten this down to the point where you could monetize. Am I being ruthless? Could you start like an Etsy and start churning out wreaths, or is it specifically for special people? who you know. By the way, just really quickly, I'm not sure if you've met my husband Scrooge over here, but this is him. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's, it seems like I've seen the reeds. They look incredible. I'm sure people would kind of, why am I thinking like that? What's have, happened well, to me this Christmas? Like, I, have, I have thought, because like, I make other stuff. I, I make albums for people when they get married. I like do a little album cover with all stuff that relates to them on it. Uh, but the time that it takes me to make them, I, if I had an hourly rate of... I don't know, even twenty dollars. Mm. It would be unaffordable <laughs> to, <laughs> oh God. to you know, like no one's gonna pay two hundred dollars for a wreath that I got from IKEA and put some toys on. I feel. So I feel like it it has to stay uh where it's something I'm making with love because I'm enjoying it rather than going, Oh god, I got another ten and another twenty, you know, kind of mm. for strangers. So I think um yeah, I think it's going to stay very niche. Okay, because when I go to restaurants and I get to love that restaurant and then I come back six months later to take somebody and they've halved the serving sizes, <laughs> I, un- I understand why they've done it from a labor and cost perspective. But for you, it, it, yeah, so it seems so it's a really big endeavor. How long does it take for you to turn out one of these things? Three hours. Three hours. But that's okay. usually, you know, that's also me scuffling around in my seven boxes of Christmas decorations and flowers and toys mm. and watching Drag Race and just enjoying the um just enjoying the the satisfaction of doing craft so I, I think i'm quite a slow worker how do you think you fare in the drag race kind of room because in drag race some of the queens know how to sew and some like you use hot glue to basically just oh, stick you want things to hot things. glue ones yeah, of course. yeah yeah i might be shangela maybe yay um, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that yeah i think i think i would fare badly in a sewing challenge but then like maxi shield said uh, she couldn't sew, but when she found out she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, she got lessons. Mm. Like I think if I, you know, if in, in a weird parallel universe I end up on Drag Race, I'm definitely having lessons. Parallel universe? Let's let's make that happen now. <laughs> Do you have a craft room? Uh, it's called the spare room, uh, and what it is is my craft all over the floor and my son's Xbox, and we we have to kind of jostle for supremacy in mm. who's got the room. And, you know, because if it's covered in craft, he can't bring his friends into the room, which he finds very annoying. And I'm like, you mustn't show them my shame. There's so much stuff everywhere. (laughs) So Xbox is, I would say, for kids, pretty cool. How does your son react to your craftables? I mean, does he dig the aesthetic? Does he, you know, has he, like, how does he feel about your craft? I I think he's neutral because it's just something that's always been around. Like, I've always been making stuff. Mm. I did make him a Halloween costume that he was quite happy with, which was uh, a skull uh, on a headband with with um, skeleton hands coming off it and sort of uh, rubies for eyes in the skull. He quite enjoyed that. Yeah, cool. Well, okay. that sounds lovely. Mm. Do you have... <laughs> it was so tasteful, Tegan, you can't imagine. It's beautiful. Do you have for anybody now who hears you and is inspired to head on down to Spotlight and grab themselves a miniature weapon, what are the rules when it comes to hot gluing? Are there things that you've learnt the hard way that you just go, look, just don't try this? Or yeah. 
you know, what can you, what wisdom can you impart? Okay, so first of all, don't go to Spotlight. Uh, oh. No, Spotlight is wonderful, but two dollar shops have oh. the stuff. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spotlight is great on Boxing Day when they have everything on sale, but but like your little $2 shops, reject shop, places like that have all of this stuff. And also op shops for little toys and things. Right. Um, uh, if you're going to hot glue something, have a bowl of cold water next to you so you can put your hand in it when you inevitably drop hot glue on your fingers. Mm-hmm. Just Or get a glue gun that's not that hot. I've <laughs> I've come to that in recent times. And what a revelation. And also, uh, um, my husband doesn't know how much hot glue I've cut out of the carpet in this room. <laughs> so it's probably good to put some cardboard underneath maybe while you're gluing. Right, okay. But, I mean, you're saying hot glue gun. Cal, I've never handled one of these things. Does it, as the name suggests, propel glue out of it like a gun? Or is it more just like a you squeeze the thing and you kind of... like it's Does it shoot that. glue is what I'm saying? Well, if I... I I guess if you pulled the trigger violently, it would shoot glue. Uh, cool. But you just kind of you squeeze a little bit, and it kind of oozes out. It's like doing the corking or something. It's oh. it's um, it can be controlled, but you do have to you have to be alert because it's. I mean, I have I have scars on my hands from careless hot glue use, so you do have to be careful. Okay, but you can't fan it like a cowboy, right? You can't whip it out and kind of sp- like you, you can. If, <laughs> if the cowboy was lying on the ground and you were yep. standing above him, you could get hot glue on them. You dribble, you dribble it on him from, from a height of three. Th- okay, that's yeah. that's a pretty weird, grim image, but at least it's accurate. Also, I don't know how, how you'd persuade him to do that. Like the rules of this duel are: you lie mm. on the floor, and I'm on an elevated space, pointing down with my glue gun. The British have weird rules. Let's not pull them apart. But I think you shoot him with a regular gun, and then while he's on the floor dying, just to really rub it in, you stand above him and kind of just dribble some hot goo on him, and, and then, then a- sprinkle glitter on that hot glue. <laughs> Oh, golly. Well, that got darker than I thought for a Christmas episode. But look, this is the stuff that people need to know. Well, Cal, look, these are mini episodes and we're trying not to keep people for too long, which Mm. is so hard because there are a million things I want to talk to you about. But we've got to get to the important thing, which is if you were stuck on a desert island, which you are now because we've brought you to our Mm -hmm. desert island, and could only eat one Christmas dish for the rest of eternity, what would your Christmas dish be? Oh, well, (laughs) Uh, it would be uh, something called pfeffernus or pfeffernusser. It's, it's like um, it's like little spice biscuits. They're German, I, and I think I found them in Austria when I lived in Austria a million years ago. Uh, for a man whose name was Adolf, for reasons that you are expecting Whoa. he was called Adolf. <laughs> so, but that's an aside, and this is Christmas. Uh, so uh, they're like little spice biscuits. They're kind of like gingerbread, but they're more rounded and softer. But they've mm. just got all of the spice of everything and everywhere in them, and they're coated sometimes in like a kind of. Um, little icing on the top and they're quite small and I think you're supposed to have one or two but I would happily eat them for the rest of my life on their own with a glass of milk. I love these desserts. I think a lot of people out there are going to be going, oh those ones and the funny thing is I think the store that sells the best ones in Victoria, I can't pronounce the name, it starts with a G. I also can't pronounce 
the dessert itself. So I tend to avoid them sometimes at Christmas just because I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> but um, you call them fuff enough. So fuff enough. So that's yeah. what I thought. Well, I would take that. I would take that. But what? How did you say it? Can you say it one more time? Fefanusa. I think Fefanusa. that's the plural. I think. I, I look. I did German for two years at school. Who knows? Who knows whether that's accurate or not? They can also, I think, be called Leibkuchen or Leibkuchen is oh, yeah. a similar biscuit. Can you make these things? In the kitchen, or is it strictly you just go to a little kind of store and grab them? I, I think I just got them from Coles. I think they turn up. They turn up sort of around Christmas time in little packets, and you end up buying more than you think you were going to, and then people don't get them as presents because they never leave your house or your stomach. Uh, they, 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 you can find them. They're pretty easy to find. I actually think they're here all year round. They're in the international. Yes. I think I've seen them there. They're near those, also near the, what I call Stroopwaffles. Stroopwaffles, And I'm yeah. also not sure if that's how they're called either. But um, near all the Dutch sweets. They're, they're yes. near the Dutch sweets in the international aisle. So they're usually stacked above something like, you know, uh, mushy peas from the UK. Or, you know, it, it never makes sense, that little collection yeah, in the yeah. supermarket. But And those tiny, tiny packets of like um, little kind of waffle wafers with things that look like they should be chocolate but aren't layers in them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, you always bite in going, this should be good. Oh, what happened? Yes, it's, it's not as sweet as you expect it to be and it's kind of just a bit dry and flaky. The problem with the supermarket and the international section is that the supermarket is arranged by genre. You go to the dairy section, you get dairy, right? You go to the laundry section, you get laundry powder. You go to international, you get everything, not just edible stuff. You just yeah. get like bags of like German pegs and Japanese <laughs> hats and it's just this sort of hodgepodge. But yeah, in the middle always is a bag of fufunusu <laughs> and it's always very comforting and I, I always forget they exist until it's too late so I think mm. this Christmas I'm going to have to go down and get myself a couple of kilos. I think this is an important reminder at an important time for people. Yeah. Look, it's making me really hungry even talking about it with you and after we stop talking, you know where I'm going. I'm Gosh, going international and I'm going to get some fefanus. <laughs> I love this Christmas desert island dish. I think that uh, everybody else on the island and there are many people stranded here now, I think they're going to really dig it because we've got some odd Odd dishes, but I think the are going to be so good. So thank you so much for bringing them to our horrible Christmas island. Ah, oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so hungry. <laughs> I've made a decision, Paul. I'm not getting you a Christmas present this year. I'm just going to get you a hot glue gun instead. Oh. <laughs> you know I've had your present for months. It's a hot glue gun, isn't it? It's not. I swear. Oh, okay, okay. It's a cold glue gun. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another fun episode of the 12 Days of Dishmas. We've got another episode coming at you tomorrow morning with another very special guest. He may be the coolest man on earth. Speaking of cool, be there or be square. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, everyone. I hate myself. Merry Christmas! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.